This is episode number eight with the PR queen, Ms. Molly Borchers. Welcome to the Hustle to Greatness podcast. I'm your host, Luke Sisselbath, and each week I'll be bringing special guests who will inspire and give us step-by-step action tips on how to hustle our way to greatness. My mission here is to help you to call the shots in your own life and to live your life on your own terms. Follow me on this journey to greatness while picking the minds of these brilliant entrepreneurs. Let's get you from being good to great. Welcome back to the show, folks. I am very excited for today's guest. Uh, I have Molly Borchers in this episode, and she's a PR strategist and consultant, and she's going to show us how to get in the top media outlets so that we can boost our credibility and authority online, and as a result, get more publicity and sales. Uh, Now, a little bit about Molly. She has been in the PR game for over a decade, and she's worked with uh, various government agencies and as well as large and small PR firms all over the country. And as a publicist, she has secured media coverage in top outlets such as the Wall Street Journal, CNN, ESPN, Mashable, Wired, and that's just to name a few. Uh, She's also been featured in PR Daily and Forbes, and also she is a Huffington Post columnist. So she's got a lot to share with us today, so let's dive right in. Hi, Molly. Welcome to the show. I really appreciate your time uh, to come and share your knowledge with myself and the audience. And um, I'm not going to introduce you uh, to my audience. I'll let you do that. Great. Well, I'm Molly Borchers, and my site is freeprhelp.com. And my mission is really to help entrepreneurs promote themselves and lead them to new audiences, new customers, and new sales. Um, And my differentiator is that I'm not a PR firm, but instead um, I have offerings like eBooks, um, down the line uh, courses, and um, blog posts and webinars that teach entrepreneurs how to get publicity for themselves. And so I I saw the market for this when a lot of my entrepreneur friends um, came to me and said, oh my gosh, Molly, how did you get your column on the Huffington Post? You know, if only I could get um, that, I would drive so many more people to my website and I, you know, would get so much more exposure to new customers. Um, But they felt overwhelmed and a little intimidated by the process of promoting themselves. But at the same time, they couldn't really stomach the idea of shelling out five, ten, or twenty thousand dollars a month for a PR firm. I mean, that's pretty prohibitively expensive for um, you know a startup or an entrepreneur just getting their footing. Um, So I really saw a market to provide some cost-effective resources to help entrepreneurs learn how to promote themselves. So I want the products to be accessible to everybody. So if you've got $0 marketing budget, you can read my blog post, which provides some pretty in-depth step-by-step guidance, or you can participate in my webinars. If you've got, you know, less than $100, you can buy an ebook. Um, And, you know, if you have a few hundred, you could work with me in consulting where we can jam on your marketing and PR strategy, talk about story ideas. You can run your pitches and press releases by me, basically any advice or help that you need. Or later this year, I'll be um, releasing a series of courses which are in the works, so you can stay tuned for that. And I I think this is so important because you see so many people out there like... um, 
the Kimra Lunas and John John Loomer and and Amy Porterfields of the world that teach people about Facebook ads and you see people that teach about SEO and email marketing and, and entrepreneurs consume this information voraciously, but I find that not too many of them are actually focusing on PR as a marketing tool. And it's so important and just as important as all of those other marketing activities. Um, I would argue um, even more important because it has advantages that those other activities don't. And so I really, really want to help, you know, bring more exposure to to these entrepreneurs. And um, yeah. And and I, I totally agree with you, Molly, because um, I, I did a few interviews uh, in uh, my local news stations, and the response I got from that, just just the credibility, people see me on TV, and then and then when they're talking to me, like, hey, Luke, you've been on TV, well, like, are you like some sort of millionaire or something? And I was just like, wow, right. the type of reaction I got was just, it was just, it was just crazy, right? And instead, like, I mean... Uh, other marketing mediums uh, really help as well, but the PR part—it's—I it, don't know—it just builds your credibility somehow. And, and can, you, can you tell me why that is? Well, I like to say that media hits are an optic, and so I'll give you an example. Um, to really illustrate what I mean by that. So uh, I have a friend named Jolie, who's an entrepreneur, and we have a mutual friend named Sarah Davidson who runs a company called Hello Fearless. And I was talking to Jolie a few uh, weeks ago and she said, man, Sarah is really killing it. Like she's all over entrepreneur.com and Fast Company and she was profiled in Cosmopolitan. Like what is she doing? She's just on fire. And, um, you know, to Sarah's credit, she is really killing it. She's she's awesome at what she does, but she could be a, really a nobody, and nobody would know. People would still think that she's, um, you know, an awesome, inspirational entrepreneur just for the simple fact that she was highlighted in those those um, publications. And so, when when people see that you're um, you know, being profiled, they think that you're legit. They think that you're an influencer, right? Everybody wants to be an influencer. And I think it's all about up-leveling. So Sarah, she's actually a, somewhat of a business coach to me. And she said that I need to up-level. I think we all do. And and that means seeing yourself as being on the same level of like the famous entrepreneurs of the world, like the Tim Ferriss's and the Pat mm-hmm. Flynn's. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and if you do that, you'll become one. And that's what media hits do for you. People assume that you're one of them. You're in that special club because why else would a fancy publication be covering you? And then when buyers are getting ready to purchase from you, they're going to Google you. And when they see your name splashed across all these magazines, they're going to be more likely to purchase because of your credibility. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And and would you say, because I mean, I, I took a look at your bio and you've been, it really intrigued me because you were featured in media outlets such as uh, Wall Street Journal, CNN, ESPN, Mashable, and and uh, just to just to name a few, and you know I was I was kind of toying with the idea. Okay, you know what I want to I want to interview somebody uh, for PR work, right? To to share their knowledge, but uh, should I should I really interview Molly? So when I looked at your site and you were featured in in these uh, media outlets, it it made me want to reach out to you more. And as a result, I'm very nervous to interview you right now because you seem like a, a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's it's very very cool. And uh, and you did drive traffic to your website, by the way, because I did go to your site after that and, and started checking out your Facebook groups, your Facebook page. So, guys, it does work. Uh, so now, can can you give uh, me an example of how to get into these uh, these big media outlets? 
Well, this is assuming I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you some some tips, but it's assuming that you have the basics nailed. So cool. like consistently blogging on your site, guest posting on peer blogs, which I can talk about in a little bit, you know, engaging on Twitter with other thought leaders and generally building up your online presence. Like that is the very first step. And if you haven't done that, you need to, because these publications aren't going to cover you if you're nowhere online. So the next step is to really get a good handle on the exact writers that are in your niche, that cover your niche. Um, and and not just writers and, and editors, but also bloggers in your space. And that's really important. And so and you want to reach out to your peer blogs before you reach out to the big guns like Fast Company or Inc. or Entrepreneur. So what I recommend for people who are super busy is spend five, 10 minutes a day and search a top keyword in your industry and then click on the news tab of Google and see who has covered it. You can search by date and put those recent people in a spreadsheet, you know, maybe five or 10 of those people a day, or you could outsource the, the task to a VA or an intern. I'm a huge fan of outsourcing this stuff because it's super easy to do. And that's the start to your media list, right? And then I would also recommend adding those media into a Twitter list so that, you know, if you're looking at your Hootsuite or TweetDeck, you can filter out their tweets and, and really begin to um, listen to what they're writing about and what they're tweeting about, but also interact with them and start to build a rapport. And then, you know, I recommend, again, interacting with them on Twitter, commenting on their posts. And then, um, you know, you might even want to reach out um, and send them some emails before you pitch them. So, hey, I saw your article on X and I think I thought, you know, you'd be interested in this article on Y. Like to nurture that relationship because then when you do go to pitch them, you're going in warm rather than cold. Yeah. Um, if you want to become a contributor on like Huffington Post or Forbes, you know, go on to the, one of those sites and look at what their other contributors are writing. Um, figure out the tone and the voice of the articles. And, and, and that's going to help you really start to, um, that's going to help you when you go into pitch. And so um, I can go ahead and, and talk about that uh, if you're ready for it. Yeah, sure. So I have a, I have a couple of questions. So would, I, I know you mentioned uh, you want to start nurturing the lead. So do you uh, do you recommend or not recommend just going straight for the pitch, uh, or do you recommend having a uh, um, a kind of a, a warm up a warm up email, let's say, and just to, to build that relationship, sending them a an article of what you wrote or another type of article? I, I'm just trying to. I- Another article, uh, an article that's related to something that they've written about. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, okay. you can. So this is how I would frame the email. Um, subject line should say your article about X Y Z, and then in the email, hey, I'm I'm Luke. Um, I really appreciated your recent article about this topic. Um, you know, I like the points that you made about X Y and Z. It made me think that you'd appreciate this article. Have a nice day, Luke. Um, and they may not respond to your email, but if they see it. And then they see you tweeting with them and then they see you um, commenting consistently on their posts, they're going to know your name. And so then when you email them a second time, they're going to be so much more likely to click on your email because, and that's important because they get thousands of emails a day, um, especially the ones, the journalists at the top, top news sites. And you need to do whatever you can to make yourself stand out. Right. So this is a... Okay, so you keep top of mind, and then this is how you stand out from the tens of thousands of people trying to pitch them every day. Okay. Exactly. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, sure. So if you can give us some examples, that'd be great. Sorry I stopped you there with uh, 
with my self-serving questions? <laughs> no, perfect. So um, when you're ready to pitch, um, you know, this is, is different. It's different if you want to pitch a story idea to a journalist versus you trying to pitch to, to become a contributor to their site. And so, I, as you mentioned, my Facebook group, I'm a part of a lot of entrepreneurial Facebook groups, and I see so many people posting in those groups, like, I want to write for the Huffington Post. I want to contribute to Forbes. You know, how do I do that? And so I'll address both sides of the coin. I'm going to start with the guest posting on these top sites first. Um, And what I'm going to tell you about that is applicable to also posting on uh, peer blogs as well. So um, if you're, if you have a, if you want to pitch a guest post, I recommend start starting to come up with several topics or headlines in a spreadsheet, just brainstorm them. Um, I love spreadsheets, by the way. Uh, I think they're really sexy. (laughs) Um, And I actually have a spreadsheet. Anytime I see a killer headline, I just like plop it into a spreadsheet. And and this is a way for you to, to come up with juicy nuggets of headlines of your own. You can actually kind of um, not, not, you know, plagiarize the headlines, but pay attention to the structure of a headline and then you can retool it to make it your own. So come up with the topics by creating headlines. And then, so you know what you want to write about. I recommend going ahead and drafting that guest post because if they say, yeah, I, I want the guest post and I need it immediately. Then you're going to be scrambling, you know, if you haven't written it already. So um, go ahead and post it. And if they don't accept it, maybe somebody else will. So um, to do that, first, you need to check and see if the website has blogger guidelines and you need to follow everything that the blogger guidelines say, like it's the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, the second is coming up with that that killer headline and you know it needs to be clickable you need to remember that um, advertising is the bread and butter of all media entities and the only that's the only way that they get their money and the way that they get their money is by boosting their um, site traffic so clickable headlines something that's provocative actually works really well. And I'll give you an example of this. One of my Huffington Post articles last year was titled, No One Admires Your 60-Hour Work Week. That's very provocative and very clickable and not to, you know, not to uh, tout my own accomplishments or anything, but, you know, that post is a year old and it's still being shared. Somebody tweeted it, you know, out today. Really? Um, Wow. Yeah. So, and to that point, you know, you need to think about what types of articles perform really well. And so um, that's an example of a cultural and a critical cultural analysis of some sort of phenomenon. So the phenomenon of people being super busy and glorifying, you know, um, working to the bone and, and um, that, that whole culture. Um, but how to posts, um, tip posts, um, you know, anything that plays off of something in pop culture or, um, you know, and analyzing a tragedy, but you need to be careful about that. And that probably is for somebody who's more advanced and it could be a separate topic all on its own. Um, if you, if you have, um, trend forecasts in your industry that you want to put out those type uh, those types of articles do really well, and those types of pitches do really well if you're trying to pitch a journalist on a story that they will write and that you will be quoted in. 
But the, the number one secret is just not to be self-promotional. Like nobody really cares about your company. The editor, yeah, exactly. The editor and the readers only care about the value that you have to add to their lives. So you need to think about telling a good story and adding um, that value. And um, typically your post is going to be between 500 and 1,000 words. Again, checking the guest um, blogger guidelines will give you a better clue as to what they're looking for from a word count standpoint. And then when you're writing the post, really um, open with a story or a statistic or something shocking to grip the reader. It's so important that you grab the reader's attention in the first few seconds. Um, And then when you're going through the post, organize it with subheads and bullet points and any way to chunk out the content so it's easily digestible because we all have ADD and, you know, people are going to want to skim your article and get right to the key points. Um, And then the other thing is get really honest about your writing abilities. You know, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but um, I'm going to do some real talk here and just say that most people are not great writers. And there are a lot of people out there that think they're good writers and then they're not. So, you know, really get honest about your writing abilities. And if writing isn't your strong suit, then you have two options. You can either um, forego writing guest posts altogether and instead pitch media on a story for which you're an expert that's quoted, you know, that then the journalist would write. Mm-hmm. Or you can outsource the writing to a ghostwriter or a copywriter or even a really competent VA or intern. I mean, you could hire right. a marketing intern who's really talented to do that. So um, those are my tips for actually writing the guest post. You know, um, it's, it's funny. It's, it's like you read my mind because that was going to be one of my questions. And I was just writing this down for uh, at the end of the at the end of our, our conversation here is how to, if you're not a good writer, what do you do then? Right. Cause I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not the best writer, but I have a lot of ideas in my head. Right. So you're, you're saying, uh, outsourcing to a ghost writer is okay. <laughs> yeah. So I actually do a lot of ghost writing. Okay, um, really? Okay. A, a client will call. So we'll ha- either have like a 30 minute interview where I get the general gist of what that, um, client wants to write about. And, you know, I've done so many of these. It's almost fun because I get to play journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really sharpened my interview skills. Or they can just send me an email with an outline and some bullet points, and then I can take that. Or they'll write the post themselves, and, it, you know, it'll be kind of not the best writing. And then an editor, you know, myself or some other editor can come through and clean it up and make it a lot better. So that's an option. Another thing is, is if you just blog, blog, blog on your own blog, and you just practice over time, you're going to become a better writer. There are all kinds of resources out there. Um, a a lot of blogs on becoming a better writer. Write to Done is is a good blog for um, people who are trying to improve their writing. Right to you can done always take Write to is that to spelled, Done. Okay, that's spelled right, like W R I T. Yes. To not the number two. T O. T O. And then Done D O N E. Like it's supposed to be spelled. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, you could take a writing class, but I mean, you know, your, your listeners don't probably have time for any of that. So I, I definitely recommend hiring a ghostwriter if um, you really want your articles published in top media sites, but you're not confident in your writing abilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you're ready to pitch and, and these best practices hold true for whether you're pitching 
a guest post or you're pitching a story idea for then, you know, that you would be quoted as an expert for. So um, again, you know, you need to stand out from the crowd. Um, I've pitched cold before and you can do it. But again, I recommend going in warm if possible. And then the subject line is so important. So um, sometimes if I have a really good headline, if I'm pitching a guest post, that will be my subject line. Um, Or I'll say in caps, guest post, colon, and then not in caps, the headline. Or I'll say, in caps, story idea, colon, then the headline. Um, Or you could um, talk about how you want to add value to their readers in the the subject line. So a recent subject line of mine where I was pitching myself for a guest post um, that was successful and, in fact, was responded to almost immediately, Um, this this subject line was, I want to teach your readers how to write for Huffington Post. Forbes and Fast Company or something like that. It was, I want to teach your readers how to do X or I want to, um, I want to, you know, give a, be- this is the benefit that I want to give to your readers. Just okay. get straight to the point. Another tactic is to, um, like I said before, in the subject line, say your article about, and then enter the topic. And then you can start the pitch by saying, hey, I really enjoyed your article about this. That made me wonder if you'd be interested in a story idea about, you know, a related topic. Cool. And then the other thing that I I don't want to neglect to say is the best practice is to keep, um, really focus on the first 40 characters of the subject line because on mobile devices, that's when the subject line cuts off. So, you know, if they're looking at their pitch on uh, your pitch on an iPhone or an Android or whatever, um, you know, if you put the meat at the end of the subject line, they, they're not going to see it. Mm, okay, great tips. Yeah, and great then tip. when you write the pitch, it's got to be straight, like straightforward to the point, like as short as possible, like two paragraphs max, and hopefully less. And you know, introduce yourself unless you've worked with the journalist before. You know, hey, I'm Molly. Um, this is my website. Um, I'd like to offer you an in-depth guest post on X, Y, Z, or um, I have a story idea about this based on articles that you've written before. Here's how your readers are going to benefit. If you're pitching a guest post, you say, I've already written the guest post. It's 875 words or whatever, and it's embedded below my signature. Um, And that's really important because if you send an attachment, like a Word document attachment to an email or even images into your um, email, and you haven't emailed with that journalist before, it's going to end up in their spam filter. And then at the end, you say, okay, so also here are some links to some writing samples I've done in case you want to check out, you know, my other writing. Thanks, Molly. And then you want to follow up. So this is actually a really controversial topic in PR um, circles. Because some journalists will say, well, uh, don't follow up with me because um, if I, you know, like your email pitch, I'll respond to you. But then others say, please do follow up with me because I get so many emails in a day that a lot get lost. So you have to strike a balance between um, trying to up your chances for success, but while not being a creepy stalker. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So I recommend um, following up no more than four times. Okay. And... um, giving about a week in between each follow-up email and you know feel free to try different methods and different story angles with each follow-up um because oftentimes you know i've gotten a story landed on the fourth follow-up and and the journalist has said oh my gosh i saw your your first email 
but um, I was on deadline and I forgot to respond to you. So thank you so much for following up. And so you don't want to miss opportunities if you can, um, right. you know, avoid that. You read my mind again. That was my next question. How many hits does it usually take for you to uh, to land some a conversation or, or even pique some interest? Uh, you're, you're very good, Molly, at, at reading minds. I don't, I don't know if you're a psychic or not, but... Uh, uh, I have to told that I am very intuitive. <laughs> very intuitive, right? That's, wow. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm running out of questions for you now because you're just answering them all for me. Uh, <laughs> but well, no, I that, have that I can talk about. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay, perfect. Well, um, yeah, so let's... Uh, those are very awesome tips. Um, do you have uh, usually have a, uh, a structure of, I know you, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, uh, a structure of uh, how to write these articles. Let's say it's the, uh, sorry, the blog post. Um, do you have, um, uh, is it a conversational style? Is it, uh, what type of style would you, would you use? I know it's, it all depends on which media outlet it's, it's going to be going on, but uh, do you have a certain formula, like maybe like a framework that you could share with us? You know, um, like you said, it really is all dependent on the tone and the voice of the outlet that you're pitching. Um, you know, peer blogs are probably going to be more conversational. Um, and even sites like Entrepreneur and Huffington Post, you know, they kind of take a blog, a bloggy approach. So definitely check that. If you're pitching like the Harvard Business, you know, review or whatever, like that's going to be a lot more academic. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to want to avoid um, saying you and me and those sorts of things. Um, but in order to structure a post, I, I create an outline first. And so you're going to have to, uh, some people might disagree, but I always write my headline first because then that drives my key point. And then in the the first paragraph is going to be your lead your lead. It's going to be your hook. It's going to be a story or um, a shocking statement or some sort of statistic that draws the reader in. But also in that first paragraph, you need to make your key point, the key point of your entire article. And, um, you know, I always talk about writing in the inverted pyramid style because that's how journalists write. So that means that you put the most important information in the first paragraph. And then, you know, the the next information is going to be a little less important. And then the next information after that's a little less important. And um, that is, <laughs> that actually goes way, way back to when people were communicating um, like via... Uh, before even typewriters, you know, I don't even remember what it's called, but how people transmitted information, like back oh, in the early 1900s, you could only you get. Tap, you yes, okay. not I thinking of what, what it's called. <laughs> I don't either, but but from those days, there was only so much information that could be transmitted through those things. Anyway, that's a little in the weeds. So, um, you know, your introductory paragraph is super important. And then, you know, the rest of your paragraphs are supporting statements. And again, breaking it up and chunking it up into um, different sections is so important um, because, you know, again, people are are really ADD. Right, especially in this... uh this world of technology that we're in, where we're just inundated by everything, right? Twitter, Instagram, and just everything. And, you yeah. know, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah so, okay, cool. So you have that, yeah, you make your outline. And, and that's something that for, for a guy that doesn't write, I, 
that's a self-serving question again. I just need to know um, <laughs> if, if there's a certain formula because I, I read a lot of uh, blog posts and, and articles, but it's it's something that I can't see. Um, you know, like it's I, I know I'm pretty sure that you can uh, pick out. Okay, so they, they're doing it this way, they're doing that way. So there's like a hidden secret formula to to what uh, you know all your writers know about, right? And I just don't know. I'm just enjoying the article, right? Um, so. That's that's very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, no- and I would recommend um, just one last point on that. Sure. Um, all journalists write in AP style. So um, if you're pitching a guest post to any major outlet, you don't have to follow AP style if you're pitching peer blogs. But if you're pitching a major media outlet, um, go Google some AP style rules. I actually have a blog post um, that I wrote not too long ago about um, AP style and what the most common rules are. And make sure that your your post um, fits within those guidelines. Okay. Okay. And uh, another thing with uh, with with the, this is a great way to drive traffic is is what I'm seeing and and I know I've I've spoken to other people that did a lot of guest post blogs and and have been featured. Um, have have you experienced that as well as a way to generate leads for your business? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um before I launched my current business, I um, I had a freelance PR business where I was actually a publicist for companies. And um, I was writing for Huffington Post and guest blogging on other sites. And um, I would have people call me, like cold call me and, and offer to work with me. You know, I had clients coming to me all the time just because they read um, what I had written, it really increased the traffic to my website at that time. I've had people um, like offer me jobs, <laughs> you know, wow, really? based. Yeah. So, so it's really crazy beneficial. And if you're just starting out, um, it's super, super powerful um, to drive traffic to your website. Um, I, just a couple of like things that I can cite. Um, if anybody's familiar with Kamanzi Constable, he, um, he talked about this subject on, um, the smart passive income. I was just listening uh, to podcast. that. Yeah. I, and I listened so to that today. Yeah. He, he said something like it, these posts are what helped him get his first 100,000 visitors to his site. Um, I read about another woman who, um, blogged on the Huffington Post, which I can talk about the process for that if, if your listeners are interested. Oh, yes. And, yes. And, I'm um, and she said that her most recent post for that went super viral with four, uh, 440,000 shares. Um, wow. So, I mean, it, no doubt it's super beneficial. Okay, I'm going to start writing then. I might take a writing class or, or maybe have Molly ghostwrite for me. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm your girl. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, 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 I'm getting a lot of leads and you know people interested in what I'm doing through the podcast already. And I just, I just launched a couple weeks ago. It's and it's crazy. So I could only imagine uh, having my name associated with uh, you know HuffPost or WSJ or CNN, ESPN or Mashable. How how much traffic that's going to drive for me and help help me share my story with everybody else that's just that's just amazing um so yeah so molly if you can get into um that how to get into that did you say uh huffington post 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll give Huffington Post as an example because in the entrepreneurial Facebook groups, that's the one that everybody seems to talk about. And I think it's because (laughs) they cover such a wide variety of topics. So no matter what your niche is, it's probably going to be a valuable publication for you to target. Um, And I don't want to talk about any others because I want to encourage your listeners to purchase my book, which gets into (laughs) step-by-step detail about a number of different outlets, which I can talk about in a little bit. But Um, For Huffington Post, so back in the day, like two or three years ago, um, you could just pitch the blog editor and... um Thankfully, their their editors are super responsive via email, which is amazing because most journalists really aren't. But you could pitch the blog editor and he would say, Yeah, I like your your idea, send me the post. And you know, that was really it. But now because it's become so many people are trying to pitch themselves for blog blog posts on their site, um, the process has become a little bit more tricky. So now they ask uh, people who want to write on their site to submit a post via an online form where you have to answer all these questions and then copy and paste your posts into the body of this form. But, you know, you don't really want to do that because uh, that form gets tens of thousands of submissions every week and it's going to take them so much time to get to your post. It's, it's like, you know, a needle in a haystack. So, Um, There are a couple of things that you can do. Um, In my book, I actually list the specific person who is the blog editor, the guy that makes the decisions for who gets covered. I mean, there's a whole blog team over at Huffington Post, but including his email address. Um, And yeah, um, I've I've placed like, geez, like seven or eight of my clients um, with him. And that's why I ended up pitching myself because I was like, hey, I have something to say. And he was like, sure, you can blog with us. Anyway, um, so, you know, again, nurture a relationship with him or really any other editors on Huffington Post. If there's an editor that edits a a portion of the site that's in your niche, you know, um, really try to nurture those relationships because maybe you can get in the back door that way. Another thing that I want to address is like an urban legend going around the internet about emailing Ariana Huffington herself. Um, (laughs) So I've, I've actually seen this. A colleague of mine um, got a guest post for one of our clients by emailing Ariana Huffington. And, and the reason was she was super junior at the time and she didn't know that Ariana Huffington was like Ariana Huffington. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so she just thought she was an editor. She was like, oh, the editor-in-chief. I'll just write that person. She was totally oblivious. And Ariana Huffington responded to her and said, yeah, I would love, I think this is a great um, thing to feature on our blog. And I, I'm going to forward your email to our, um, our blog editor. And, and that's how it happened. And that's how it happens for a lot of people. But I, I just want to say, you can take that, that approach. You might be successful. But I feel really icky about emailing Ariana Huffington because mm-hmm. she's like, busiest woman in the world and I don't know if she has VAs checking her email but she really should um you know don't bother her and if you are gonna bother her you better believe that your pitch should be really amazing and super tight um because otherwise you're just wasting her time and and also like she's just gonna cc one of her editors 
or forward it to somebody. Like she's not the ultimate decision maker. I mean, she's, you know, at the 40,000 foot view, she's not deciding on a day-to-day basis who gets, you know, covered on on the site. So just keep that in mind if you're going to approach Ariana Huffington. So once you um, get in with one of the blog editors, um, you... So they'll allow you to uh, post your post. They're going to review it to make sure that it's up to their standards. And then once they say, yes, this is the green light, they will send you a link to the back end of their site and you get your own login. And that means you can post anytime you want, as many articles as you want, which is golden. golden. And it's so much easier. So so when you post, it's just like any other content management system. Um uh, it looks a little like Blogger, but I don't know if that's the system that they use. So you, you know, put your, you program your your post in like any other blog post, and then it routes to the blog team, and then they review it and and approve it, and then they'll send you an email when they've published the post. And um, I've never had any of my posts rejected, and typically um, it, it's a pretty fast approval process. The longest I've ever waited was a week and a half, and the soonest was um, like it was approved and posted less than two hours after I submitted it. So, yeah. And then the other, um, Huffington Post is great for so many reasons. I mean, because they have a variety of different topical areas. So I've written in the business section, the women's section, the third metric section, the media voices section. Um, So you can pick and choose any topic that you want. And um, they also don't require posts to be exclusive. So, so you this, have it on your on your website as well. Yes. So okay, what I cool. recommend is when you pitch your first post, that one should be exclusive and it should be the best post that you have. You know, that gets you in the door. And then once you're in the door and you're posting through the back end, you can um, you know, what I recommend is go into your analytics of your website and see which are your best performing blog posts. Those are going to be the ones that are probably going to resonate with a top site like that. Then put those into the back end of the site. And at the end, for full disclosure, you have to say, you know, this post appeared on, you know, your website.com. And that's how you get the backlink back to your website. And, um, what I'll say about that is that you can't write an article that's, you know, blatantly promotional. You can't really even link to your website in the article. They'll strip the links out. They're smart, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, in fact, if you write about any companies, they will email you and say, what is your financial relationship with this company? And if you have a financial relationship with that company, they're going to squash the post. So this is really a smart way to get that link back to your website. And... Um, you know, they get something crazy like 90 million views a month. So that is gold. And that really helps your search engine rankings because you get that high quality backlink. Mm -hmm. Wow. 90 million. That's, that's, that's insane. (laughs) Yeah. And and do you, do you uh, track how many, how many uh, uh, visitors come from your column? So um, what you can do is create a unique UTM code, like a unique URL um, through Google or even Bitly, and that's what you can link. So if you say at the end, like, this blog post originally appeared in this on this site, mm-hmm. when you link to it, that, that special link is the one that you can use, and then that's how you can track um, the people that are coming through that link. Okay. 
Cool. And then what I'll say to that is that's the process for Huffington Post, but every site has a different process. Like the process for Huffington Post is not the same for Forbes. It's not the same for Fast Company. And so um, that's why my book is really valuable because I go into detail about um, each specific site. Right. And and I know, uh, you know, it's not just selling Molly's book. That's what she's telling you just how how to get into one, one media outlet. It's also because, you know, you want to focus on one thing. And, and if we get into too much in this one session, it's going to be too much to, to absorb and we'll be <laughs> yeah. able to implement right away. Right. So, uh, you know, I, and, and the book is not, you know, it's not uh, a very expensive book either. Right. And how, how much is your book? It's twenty nine ninety nine, um, but your listeners can get it for twenty percent off if 20% they off. Awesome. the coupon hustle, and um, the URL will be in in your show notes. I'm sure. Um, what I'll in. say about the book is that it is affordable. Anybody can buy it. But I mean, the information you could figure this information out on your own. I it would just want take to. you exactly. <laughs> it would take you such a long time. And this is stuff that I've figured out over the last 10 years of my PR career. So like save your time and just get the book. It's called how to contribute, um, how to guests contribute to top media outlets. And, um, you know, if you can't buy the book now, check out my blog posts, um, and, um, you know, or email me. I'm, I'm responsive to my emails. So. And, and your forum as well, right? Your, uh, your Facebook group, you answer all your questions there as well. Yes. I have a Facebook group called, um, entrepreneurs PR hacks. Cool. And, and we'll put that all the links in on the page so everybody can access them. Uh, and, and back to, uh, you know, having to gather all this information up if, if, you know, if nobody, if, if somebody you know can't afford it at this time, or even somebody that can't afford it but wants to do this all themselves, uh, Molly, uh, if I understand you correctly, you're going to have all the contacts to these media outlets that you have relationships with. Is that right? Yeah. So um, in the book, I outline sort of the same process up front that we talked about in the podcast, and then I, then I go into to you know extreme detail about the process for each publication, like what their specific process is for accepting guest posts. And then I include the specific editor that's the decision maker and their email address. And I've seen um, at least one other product out there where, you know, it's it's sort of similar to that. But um, in the product that I'm thinking of, you know, they put every editor at the Huffington Post contact information. And that's not really helpful because you don't know who the decision maker is. So I wanted to make sure that everything was really crystal clear in this book. Right. And, and, and they're tried and true contacts too. So, yep. I mean, you really can't, uh, you're not getting the, the, the fluff stuff. Cool. No, and I'll update it, you know, um, to make sure that the information doesn't become out of date. Okay. So it's lifetime updates as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's a steal. $30 plus the 20% off using the promo code hustle. Uh, I wonder where you got that, that, uh, that promo code from. Uh, <laughs> <I wonder>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Molly. Well, that was, that was, that was great. I mean, I, 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 I'm going to want to have you back on the show. Cause I mean, that was a lot of information and it, it's tough for me to absorb. I, I have like three pages full of notes here. Uh, and I'm even going to go back right. when I do the editing and listen to it all over again. Um, if if love I could, ha- yeah, I'd love to have you back on. Maybe we could talk about something else. And I, I believe you have a lot of things on on the go. Uh, besides the ebook, you have a lot of plans on on helping people people out that want to get publicity. So uh, we'll get you back on 
and uh, to talk about that later on as well. Perfect. I love the opportunity. Okay, awesome. So I'll put every all the links in the show notes and uh, how you can get an, a hold of Molly. And uh, again, I'd like to thank you very much. And I don't know what time it is in San Diego right now, but uh, it's 10 o'clock over here on the oh, East wow. Coast. Yeah, no, we're late. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're just ending your day now. Is it dinner time, I think? So three or three hours. Oh, so okay, so yeah, you're 7, 7.15. 7.15, 7, yeah. Not okay. too late. Okay, so you still have your day ahead of you. I'm, I'm about to go to sleep. Well, after after I uh, absorb all these notes uh, yes. from the show first. <laughs> okay, Molly, thanks a lot. Uh, let's uh, we'll keep in touch, and uh, until next time, guys, keep awesome. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Miss Molly Borchers. I definitely did uh, because I been looking to do something like this for quite some time now but I didn't know how to get started or how to approach it and Molly shared a lot of great insights on what to do uh, I, I know her being in the game for over 10 years uh, you know she knows a thing or two about getting in the top media outlets and, and you know it's a very important thing as an entrepreneur to get into uh, these uh, media outlets if you want to be successful and reach as many people as possible it will boost your credibility and in turn increase sales because you're going to be reaching a massive audience, uh, a massive target audience that you're looking to target. Um, also, after the, the episode, I spoke with Molly and she decided to hook us up. She's having a mini course that's coming up on, uh, and the first class starts on June the 10th. And she's going to extend the invitation to us and uh, give us 20% off. So if you guys go to the show notes, you can uh, get the link to it. And all you got to do is put the promo code in HUSTLER. So H-U-S-T-L-E-R, HUSTLER. And you will get 20% off just for listening to this episode. And also for her ebook, if you uh, wanted to purchase her ebook, uh, you can check it out. I'll have the link in the show notes as well. Uh, she's hooking us up with 20% off as well. So put in the promo code HUSTLE, H-U-S-T-L-E. And you're good to go with the 20% off. And uh, you're good to get started on your way to credibility and getting into these top media outlets. Now, as far as uh, hooking me up now, if you guys enjoyed that episode, go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe to this podcast. And if you haven't already, please rate and review. Uh, Give me a five-star rating. I'd be much appreciated. Uh, As well, what you can do is um, on my page, hustletalk.com forward slash EP8, I'm going to have my Hustle 101 ebook. It's a brand new ebook that I just uh, released and uh, it goes into how to create your product as well as uh, setting up your marketing. Uh, It's uh, Hustle 101, the clear-cut guide to creating an online passion business. So if you want to start your side hustle, this is a great way to start. It's a chock full of information, tried and tested strategies uh, that I've used. So um, trying to help you guys avoid the pitfalls in uh, starting an online business. So check it out. Go to the website, hustletalk.com forward slash EP8. Again, hustletalk.com forward slash EP8. Until next time, folks, keep hustling.